Hello. This is my show. My only show. I just can't even with myself right now. Let's babble about time. I babble wherever I can, whenever I can, however I can. This is NE Unleashed. No, without further ado. Let's just jump right into it. Hey everybody, welcome back to my show and I feel like it's been a while since I've had another solo conversation with myself in the mic and I don't know, I guess I just, I guess I'm in the mood to be a little vulnerable, a little honest, a little, not that I haven't been playing the genuine card for quite some time, but it's definitely something that I... The, I mean, the thought that I have right now, it's, it's been going on in my mind for quite some time. So, time, I guess, to address the whole big gig about, you know, what it means to be on lockdown, what it means to do all that kind of stuff. And I kind of want to roll around in that topic a little bit for today. So, I guess if you guys are with me for this, if you're interested, definitely hear me out because I'm going to get into the whole feelings of what it means to be a seven in this situation um feelings of things uh, i'll just kind of go through the emotions that i was feeling throughout the entire time how am i feeling right now how am i doing right now what is the situation what is the context and how are we gonna get through or how am i gonna get through through the whole gig so sevens and I feel like all sevens sort of relate to this to some extent. We are supposedly the most optimistic of the crew. We are the folks that can handle or can always, can, what is it? Like we can always think of something good to say, something positive to do, because all we do is reframe. And in a way, that is what I've been feeling for the past few weeks, a uh, couple months. I've already been reframing a lot of situations however since i mentioned earlier that we're gonna get down and dirty and nitty-gritty and dark and all that stuff and even if that's uncomfortable there's got to be a little point where um where i start to feel if it's appropriate is i think the word that i'm going with since since the whole lockdown quarantine whatever has been going on i have been feeling very guilty of not being affected by the COVID. I've been feeling really relaxed and chill and happy, not because of what's going on around me, but because of how I am with mental care, self-care, that is. I've been very focused on making sure that my personal kind of mental wellness is being taken care of is being um, kind of understood or grasped or whatever it is you want to call it. A whole big part of that is I think just my mind is being actively adapting to the world that we are now kind of walking into. And I feel as though the reason why I feel guilty is because I can see other folks struggling and they aren't you know, they don't have what I have, 
which is a mind that's I mean, we were described in the profile as a monkey mind where our brain just keeps shifting all the time. And so with that being said, my mind has been actively seeking solutions, has been actively seeking opportunities to handle the situation that I'm in and creating in opportunities as much as I can. So in a way, I don't feel tired. I don't feel lost because I am busy in a way. But then that kind of backfired to some extent because I, if I'm doing my self-care, it makes me feel weird going around and asking people and being like, hey, how's your day? And like, oh, you were sad? I wasn't sad. And I didn't want to come off as if I didn't really care for, I guess, for other folks' you know, circumstances, which I do. It's just that do other sevens relate to this somehow where we kind of struggle empathizing to some extent because our mind does isn't isn't kind of wired in a way that we are able to kind of look at a negative situation or a negative experience and keep it we I almost feel like we always have to change it shift it transform it somehow and now this may not be shared with most sevens um i've heard of other sevens having or struggling with adapting to kind of their new reality not being able to go outside not being able to party not being able to hang out with friends i think with me it hasn't been that much yet like i don't really feel that way um i personally i've known i've mentioned this before i don't necessarily experience uh that FOMO effect, the fear of missing out much, only because I am so busy with my own self-growth and self-shenanigans that it's it's never been a concern of mine. I'm more so since I ever since I focused, I've been focused on being my own number one fan that I decided that I could also be that way for other people, especially if I'm not invited or if I'm not hanging out with them. I'm actually very happy for other folks who get to do so and I think right now I don't sound happy maybe because I'm wrapped up in something cozy and it feels nice but that is the truth like I really do feel happy for for others that they get to hang out and have some fun especially if they can I have a hard time understanding envy to me it doesn't make sense um I never I didn't work for I don't have their life so I shouldn't be envious therefore I don't feel envious so but then there's also that thing of like, oh, but I feel as though like deserving and blah, blah, blah. But at the end of the day, too, I don't really feel that way either. I just, I'm just happy for other people. Um, so yeah, like basically bottom line, I don't have FOMO. <laughs> um, I think the only time I ever feel it uh, consciously, it's like as if I let it, let that happen, is feeling like that whenever something I do want to do. And I know, and you found out that other people have, was actually getting to that same thing. Like, I heard about this typology meetup down in Cali last year, and I really, really wanted to go, but I just didn't have the funds to make it happen. So that experienced a huge amount of FOMO. But that doesn't happen often. Um, I don't really see myself being worried necessarily so much of when present things pass me by, because I'm always looking to the future to find my answers and what that means is and this frustrates a lot of folks who are more present oriented if I don't get anything done today I don't really fret much because I always believe that tomorrow is 
a new day and a new opportunity to face what it is. Um, I don't look at the world via small daily snapshots. It's always, if not monthly or weekly. Um, conceptually wise, I believe in time in terms of larger chunks, but not in the same extent as NI users are who kind of go farther than that. I usually don't think that far, but in a way I like to package my problems for future shenanigans. In a way, in a sense, it also kind of made me a little bit of a procrastinator, but it, I think it's part of the gig of being a seven when you have a delayed kind of situation when it comes to feelings. But it, back to my whole feeling of guilt and I guess even rejecting the feeling of guilt, it's kind of a, a wheel. You know, it's like a, it goes full circle. It comes in cycles. I would feel it because other people around me are not doing so well. But at the same time, I am one of the only people in my immediate vicinity who has an outlook and is wired to look at something positively immediately. So if I don't do that, who will? So I'm weighing those two different things all the time. And it makes it interesting and a bit of a challenge to engage other folks in conversation when they talk about how hard their life has been or they lost their this or they lost their that. Like I, let's be completely honest, I lost my job and I also found, you know, I got a job after that, but then I also found that it was only for about seven days. So here we are again. Now, I feel like the first instinct of, of a folk would be to feel it. Be like, oh no, you lost two, a job twice, and oh no, life is hard, and oh no, money, and oh no, this. I honestly, the first thing that came to mind was relief, and the second thing that came to mind was, okay, well now I have a lot of time to focus on my own projects again. So here we are, already reframing again. And so, it makes it so interesting to kind of wrap my mind um, that other people don't think like this. And I don't mean to come off as... You know, well, look at me, I'm this. I really don't even want that at all. I just want to be able to express that I've been going through these feelings of cycling between do I feel rude to even point out that I'm doing okay because I, like, I didn't know I was going to get another job. Also, I didn't know it was going to be in the last seven days. But during that time, I was just putting in a lot of faith and a lot of confidence that the future held all my answers, regardless if those answers weren't permanent. I also have this belief in myself that nothing is really permanent anyway in this world and we're kind of bound to live a bit of an unstable situation, especially if you're an inferior SI person such as myself. Un instability is kind of my stability, so I'm kind of used to it. Um, but also, any, being an NEDOM, the changes experienced through all of this, I found it kind of fascinating how other people are like, I'm so stressed out, and I'm going, well, how? though, because we've been, you know, we've already kind of knew that this was going to go in this direction, didn't we? Or, so you have to shift your gears a little bit, and now you have to work from home, or now you're going to spend a little bit more time home and with family. It's like, is it really that bad? I totally understand, though, if there are actual issues. That's not really what I'm hinting at. What I am thinking of is, if there are situations that which you can control, like your reaction to some things, or... You know, if it really just is a mental situation, focus on the mental wellness. You know, focus on the fact that I feel like we underestimate the amount of times that our body actually needs 
to recover from the debts, the body-specified debts that we've incurred over the years of dedicated abuse, trying to find some good-paying job, trying to succeed in your rank, social standing with friends or whatever, or um, trying to be the best person you can possibly be. Your body kind of ages rapidly <laughs> with every effort we work in that direction, and sometimes it costs us. So... In a way, it's a good opportunity to look at certain situations that we are in as a place of potential growth again. We can do another reset again. We can focus on ourselves in a good, balanced way. I feel as though that sometimes we may even take it to the extreme and then become completely self-absorbed. And like, sis, bro, we've been there, okay? We've been through the self-absorbed situation. That was a teen version of me. We ain't going back to that because there's really no need for that kind of thinking. I am a big believer of balance. I'm a big believer of not doing everything in extremes because in a way, you that's kind of my version of FOMO. You miss out if you go dabble in extremes too much. Let's say you did, you know, you but so much in your self-growth situation, but you missed out on checking up on your friends, or you spent all your life checking up on friends, and now you don't really know how to handle being alone. You know, those are kind of two different sides of a coin that really you could be better off if you compromised a little bit and, you know, took it, taken a deep breath and chilled out. I have been, as a seven, struggling with the notion of being forced to sit down and think things through. That's never really been my forte. I've never really been a person that sits things through. I find it amazing that I could sit through some certain things. I can't even sit in front of the computer for too long. Sometimes I actually have to get up and do something and move around. Podcasting has been a wonderful kind of opportunity to, or a wonderful avenue where I could distract my body enough that I can sit here for about an hour. It surprises me every time it happens. Um, if you ever have seen videos of me, I'm very jittery. I don't like sat sitting still, um, unless I'm talking to an employer, then I have to force myself to look professional, which is, again, a struggle also. But, you know, moving on from that, it's been a wild ride being able to be exposed to, because my growth point is five. To the people out there whose growth points are like four, or you have a disintegration seven, or no, to four also, or you have you are trying to get into nine, or you have your disintegration is three, or you're a five and your disintegration is set. Like I'm seeing everybody else having such struggling points in their enneagram, whereas for sevens, I feel like we are kind of intrigued that our particular points aren't necessarily that bad. We don't really have an emotional component to our growth and disintegrate stress points. Um, I just turn into a really critical, judgmental dude when things get rough. And if you're on the switch side, I just get really, really hyper-focused and, you know, on the self and my accumulation of whatever I've known and refining what I know when on a good way, on a good day. So, I don't know, like, it's just kind of fascinating. I mean, other sevens out there, you're probably all kind of doing pretty well too, I'm assuming. Um, but at least from what I'm sharing today in today's episode, I feel a little bit twinge of guilt because other people don't have what I, what we have, and I kind of want to just, even if you're not a seven, I want to give you guys a quick reminder that reframing, you know, we, we sevens do not have a monopoly on reframing and re, 
adjusting our my our worldview. While that is common and easy for me to do, it is a possible and a potential thing for other folks to do as well. I mean, this is why I feel like this is why we kind of exist and we're thrown on this planet because we have to kind of remind people that hey, you know, yeah, you're at home alone, but there is actually a lot you can do. It's not like I I don't understand folks who say like I'm bored. I haven't done anything. I'm like, are you really bored? Like as a person of who disdains bored my boredom myself, like I've never felt bored for the past months that I've that ever since this happened. So I don't really know what's going on. But anyways, a big part of this too is connecting it to the dots. I was recently watching uh, Megan's I think conversation with I believe it was. With Crystal, it was a live stream she had with Crystal, and it kind of opened my mind a bit because they've been feeling a bit of an imposter syndrome about being okay as being as NFs, being okay in the situation that other folks aren't, and having to struggle with the idea of we're already adapting and we're already good, but people might perceive us as difficult to be around because we're so positive and it seems like we're kind of downplaying other people's problems or something, but. In a way, I'd argue that that's not the case at all. We want to help only because it just seems ironic to me because we've been focusing on our self-growth and self-wellness for years and years and years as an intuitive feeler. So when the situation calls for it, I mean, this is kind of a forte of ours. So it feels awkward to be rejected for it when we are really just basically doing our job. (laughs) I don't know. I just find that fascinating. And... What the whole context, sorry, I feel like I'm speaking out of without context as well. It's like, for example, still continuing your business of being a life coach or something in a situation like this. I feel like folks will still manage it like, oh, why are you demanding money from people? And we're all struggling or whatever. And it's, yes, that's true. Um, But we already have a lot of free kind of content, like free wisdoms going around that's readily available, you know, already. I don't know, maybe I'm reframing it too quickly, but basically what I'm trying to say is that to live our own genuine, truest self the best way that we can, um, that may not always rub with others the right way. You know, you ever since I realized that, as with myself, that taking a stance meant making enemies, that the enemy itself isn't, isn't as simple as good versus bad. It was really just if I found that we jived well value-wise, but also if we all, you know, had the same mission, or if the general, you know, interaction is pleasant. There is a measure that I'd like to do when engaging in that kind of situation, or engaging in um, determining with that and so I am fascinated in complexities of human nature and human attitudes and everything because I personally don't believe that anyone's too simple or basic I feel like a lot of folks actually are complex and intricate and with that being said I believe that with that there's so much we could draw from from a person and so Taking that principle and turning it back on yourself, realizing that you are indeed a complex human being, even if you believe yourself to be simple and having simple pleasures or whatever, it feels because you're going to be somebody's interest interest at some point and you're also going to be someone's fascination. But 
why not be fascinated with yourself a little bit more? Why not marvel at the fact that you look back and you look in your past and you go, hey, I actually made it this far. And, you know, yeah, I'm not doing so well now, but I ain't dead yet. You know, I still have a breath and I'm still breathing and I'm still making it happen and I'm still struggling. And that in itself is, to me, it makes me feel alive. You know, the struggle in itself, knowing that I got problems, is something that's nice. Because if I didn't have any problems, how do I know I'm doing something? I feel like we take for granted the value of being, of making mistakes, or of being human. Because it is our reality that we aren't perfect. And it is our reality that life is hard. And here we are facing another collective situation where we are all struggling at the same time. So... With that being, you know, the, that concept, that I can't stress enough how important it is to take care of yourself. Take it easy. I want everyone to kind of feel good and be good to yourself. But also understand that this is a challenge to take on. And that's okay. You know, it's okay to be disappointed. It's, and by the way, this is also me telling myself this because negative feelings is not something that's comfortable for me. But, so yes, it's okay to feel disappointed. It's okay that you're not going to be able to jump up right away. And it's okay to cry and feel blah in this. I was I actually learned that a lot of folks that I know and are dear to me are going through some situations that I would label as traumatic or a big blow into their reality. And a lot of my, of my advice or my kind of opinion on the situation is that I remember reading vaguely an article that talked about how if you were faced with or if you experienced something traumatic in that moment that you experienced it let out feel the intensity the breath of the entire emotional spectrum cry angry yell anything get it out because it serves you well in the future where you don't bury it and it doesn't become a post-traumatic stress moment because you don't have any kind of residual resentment not with the person who hurt you but even with yourself like the guilt that you could be feeling having survived it like it's just and I feel like that could be applied to a lot of things I'm not a licensed doctor or anything but my biggest concern is for the folks who you know who just living normal lives and faced with such a big problem in their life that it's okay to feel a little you know out of it and you're not going to go out of it, okay? The whole point of being your balance and the whole point of pursuing mental wellness is understanding that emotion is a natural human way to process what is difficult for words to express. Sometimes we just had to feel it. And folks out there, you could either be F-E-F-I if you're in a t- you know, using type jargon. It doesn't really matter either or. You have to be able to express it the way you can. And you know, if you have to do it alone, do it alone. I mean, I personally do it alone. If you have to cry alone, cry alone. It's not, no, it's no shame in that. But there's also no shame in, you know, breaking down and crying in front of your friends or in your front of your loved ones and wanting their support. That's also fine. You know, everybody processes differently. And I think the concept of difference is something that we all tend to agree a lot on, but it's harder to practice because differences implies or concludes that we actually have to understand that people do not share what we think the world works so if let's say type wise you have an let's say for me as an enfp and mine is dominant ne 
I cannot go out there and start assuming that everybody else has any or they're going to understand where I'm coming from or that they're going to get that my fast movement and thinking and, you know, the breath of infinity and potentials and blah, 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 that this is supposed to be something that other other person is going to value just because I'm like it. Of course not. I really don't. I personally cannot do that anymore. I used to think that other people thought like me, but that's not the case. That's not really been, it hasn't really been the reality. And no, I was not disappointed. I actually kind of, I was actually really excited about that because to understand that another person views it completely different, taking socionics into account, finding somebody who is, or meeting someone who is polar or point of least resistance, vulnerable NE, that they cannot see what I see and it triggers them negatively, has given me this opportunity to kind of look at them from a more realistic as well as understanding point of view. Because if you as a person cannot respond to my NE, then I have to use a different message. This has been something that I've believed in years ago too, that if my language does not get to get my point across or get the message across, then, you know, let me know and I will adjust the message. Because what's more important is the other person, the listener, is more important than the speaker. Because the speaker is only there to transmit and transfer information. The listener's job is to absorb it. But if the listener cannot absorb it because the speaker's words or his style or his technique is incorrect at the time, then what are we doing here for? You know, why are you here listening to me talk if I'm not getting the right point across? You know, I really hope actually a lot of the listeners I got actually do respond because this has been as much as honest as I can be. Um, it's been very kind of autobiographical sometimes and I have been kind of playing around with it, especially season one has been very, you know, personalized. Lately, season two, I have been trying to practice what I believe, which was that whole shifting around to meet other people's needs. I've been trying to take a backseat and be more of a listener in these situations because I don't know sometimes. Like, I kind of look at myself, I like to think that I'm a bad listener, but I feel like to some extent I do my best in, in as best as I can. Uh, there is still lots to learn. There's still a lot to get through and a lot to make happen. And that's not to say it's... I'm not saying that I'm done my personal growth. Of course not. I feel like this is a continuous process. I feel like any journey we take on that is considered on growth, you kind of put yourself in line of... It's not a race, it's a marathon concept. You gotta have to like remind, remind yourself that. And another quick thing I thought of that I want to get this out of my head is the feeling that don't be suit like learn to sustain your energy. We of the any we like to function and work in bursts. We like to feel inspired and then like roll with it. But I've learned that sometimes being hyper excited doesn't always guarantee us the result that we want. And so I've been trying to practice certain ways and in incorporating my SI and a lot of things that I do to make sure that I can actually handle you know the onslaught of the week because this could be this could go longer, is what I'm saying. The situation that we're living in could go longer than what we expect. And you got to be prepared for that. Be prepared for the different scenarios in the world because, you know, at least you thought about it. I feel like a lot of the times we experience fear because we don't know what we're facing. So know what you're facing. Learn about it. Understand it so that you don't feel the fear, but also be careful because you're not, like, stupid. Right? That's kind of <laughs> that's kind of my whole gig about the whole thing. Um... 
So I don't just want to keep it short today. It's just a little nice short episode. I hope in this morning for you guys that I managed to give you guys, give y'all a nice little food for thought about my little thought process. I believe I went through a whole bunch of different topics. I was thinking I could focus on one, but I can't really elaborate on one. I kind of have to go through it back and forth at a time. So I really hope that you guys kind of got wind of my talking style here. But with that being said, I hope you guys enjoy the rest of your week, the rest of your day. If life's been treating you a little hard, you know, take what I say with a grain of salt. You know, life is it's hard, I'm, but you know, you're going to love it. What is it, that line from Friends? It's like, it sucks, but you're going to love it. And I feel like that's kind of the same gig again that we're facing. So it's interesting. I mean, right now, I'm just in a feeling of wonder, curiosity, intrigue with the whole situation, um, while at the same time taking care of myself, which I feel like I want to say that you all should do too. So with that being said, thank you guys for listening. I hope you guys have a wonderful and positive, sending positive vibes, digital, virtual, digital or virtual hugs your way. And till next time, let's see what we got next. Bye.